Hello darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Hey, what's going on? It is episode 303 of the Hey My Man podcast. This is Dave. This is Ben. And I won't say it's a full transformation. I refuse to say it's a full transformation. I'm in a chrysalis stage of sorts. But um, it's possible that the student has become, I won't say the master, but the student has become an apprentice. A, uh, uh, is that <laughs> The student has student? become a student? Uh, is that higher? No? I okay. I think an apprentice is a student. Yeah, I just know what I saw from Disney cartoons. I guess what I'm saying is like, I haven't fully immersed myself in the dark side yet, but years and years ago, we did an episode called Colossal Nachos, wherein we went to, can I say the name of the establishment? Yeah. We went to uh, Crown Brewing. Yeah, but that's not the name of the establishment, right? Because wasn't mm. it, isn't it Carriage Court Pizza? Carriage House Pizza or something yeah. inside. Yeah. Point is, we went to this place. People were picky. You, I, and Nick went to uh, Crown Brewing Carriage House Pizza, and I was in my cups, as they say. They delivered us something that we ordered called the Colossal Nacho, and the disagreement was we ate all these nachos. And we devoured them. Yeah, and I guess I, you know that thing where like you're drunk and you eat a lot and you don't really, they're very empty calories. Like you come home and just devour a pizza and someone yeah. goes, how was that pizza? And you go, I don't know. Yeah, it's just good conversation, enjoying the just, moment. Yeah, just, just vacuumed it up. Right. So we ordered the Colossal Nachos. Uh, older listeners will know this story. The waitress came and said, how are the Colossal Nachos? And uh, I, having worked in the food service industry prior, said, yeah, they were fine. And you proceeded to tell her that they were garbage. They would have been better if there was bubble gum and receipt papers and Tic Tacs on the plate. You so, And then you tried to make her feel better by saying, no, it's not you. I'm not coming at you because I'm coming at the person that made these. You just ordered them. And she then went on to say, well, I actually made these nachos. And it was a debate. And then I went on to say, well, that is the problem because you're a waitress. You're not a nacho chef. You shouldn't be a colossal yeah, nacho chef. You can't do chef. two things. So there was a point of contention, and, and we made videos on it, and there was comments and yada, yada. Well, wait, wait, just real quick, I uh-huh. guess when I think about colossal nachos, just like if, if you were to go to a restaurant today, I feel like a line cook is one thing. You know, guys frying up burgers and dropping fries or whatever, but when they go, somebody ordered the colossal nacho, they bring out the dude who they're like, well, he's out back smoking a cigarette. Well, who's he? Well, the only guy, we have one guy that does colossal nachos. We, we have to tap that dude Break him out like a, you know, like a unfrozen caveman. Yeah. And he comes out and he is the only person. Not everybody can make the colossal. Not, they're not colossal then. Well, you know what I mean, it, colossal just implies big in size. I don't know. Not for me. I, it didn't say like really good nachos. Colossal to me also implies there being experience. Because well, it wasn't called the big nacho. If you were dating a woman, she referred to as the plentiful the nacho. The plentiful nachos. <laughs> yeah, they weren't like the delicious nachos for sure. It was a, it was a point of contention. Um, we argued like real bad because that <laughs> yeah. was like the first time that we remember. were like out in public together. And you <laughs> yeah, were like, yeah. the, the argument was because we had ditched Nick and I drove you home. And you were like, no, I'm just saying like that was really rude of you to be honest with this lady. And I said, well, she asked me for my my opinion. Yeah. Which, in my mind, never you, gave you, it to her. you never give them your opinion right. because you just don't. 
because having, like I said, having served tables in multiple places, the fact that they didn't defecate in your food means you've won. Okay, so that's where my standard. You was. served food. You served food, or you were like a busser. I served it. So I never cooked. Just it. for clarification, you never went back to the table and says, "How's everything? Everything good? You, you enjoying your food?" Yeah, I did say that. Okay, and nobody ever said, "No, I'm not enjoying my food." Um, or they did, and you were like, "That's crass," and I'm never going to do that because I don't want to be that person. I think it was just like, a, "Dude, you know you're an Olive Garden." Like, what do you think's coming your way? Okay. This All isn't right. a pasta feast. I just know? feel like for you to say, like, I've been in the food service industry, and it, it was came out of left field that somebody told me the food was garbage. Well, I guess I just know what it takes to run that kind of thing in the work. And then so when someone goes, hey, this food wasn't good. I don't know. I just always had an appreciation for the labor that goes into making and delivering even shitty food. Well, I was at a restaurant today where we walked in. It was a group of five of us on a break. Uh, we had so we had like an hour to go eat and get back to this this class I'm in, and the waitress right away was like, "Look, just letting you know, we had two people call off. You know, their kitchen's in disarray right now. We're gonna do our best to get you what you need." And it's I'm like, "I'm already like, it's not gonna be good. Hey, look, we have 40 minutes where our asses need to be back in the seats where we're going, and incorporate 15 minutes of travel time." And then she was like, "Here's the thing. I'm gonna give you your entrees. I will, you know." Uh, give you the pie that you get along with it in the box because it was Baker Square Wednesday, free piece of pie. Okay. And I'll bring you your check all at the same time. Then you could take it with you or do whatever you want. So lemons yeah. out of lemonade, but I was like, she right away was like, this this experience is not, it's it's not going to be very good. She lets you know it's not going to yeah. be good. And we decided to stay. So that's on us. I guess just my life prior to Colossal Nachos, I had always been the clerk in Clerks and you had been the guy coming to find the perfect dozen of eggs. Is this so it's BCN and then before Colossal Nacho? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. ACN <laughs> was a little bit of a different story, but not a huge different story. Um, it was it was it was rather I had been in the, the food service industry enough to know that like the customer is the enemy a bit. Like you don't ever complain. I was okay. If there's a civil war going on, I'm siding with customer service. I'm siding with the food industry, right? Because I never I you come in and you pay eleven ninety nine for endless pasta at Olive Garden. I'm not on your side ever, because one, you came into Olive Garden. Two, you ordered that. Three, you expected a wonderful dining experience for twelve dollars. So I was always just anti customer, I guess, or at least pro uh, customer service. So I had an issue with you saying this isn't good because I was like, look, no matter what, you just say fine because it's polite. That's my point. I said, you just say fine because it's what people say. None of this means anything. They aren't real words. We don't mean any of it. You just do it. It's a song and dance we do. Mm -hmm. Now, fast forward to 2023. I've grown. I've evolved. Sure, I've dabbled in the dark arts of the Sith Lords. I go to uh, a wedding in Salem about a month ago or a month and a half ago, whatever it was. And we have to, you know, get up early, go to O'Hare, deal with all that business traffic fly to salem get into boston get a rental car deal with all that i am starving right i'm trying to get salem is about let's say an hour i think north of boston something like that right it's about an hour out i am hungry we're trying to get to salem so uh i tell uh my girlfriend with him at the time i said let's just stop and get something to eat because by the time we get to airbnb or whatever there's gonna be nothing so we stop at this place and this is when do you think we make colossal nachos colossal nachos 10 years ago? Yeah, probably. I was going to say 14. Okay. Well, this is when <laughs> this is when I noticed the shift in the cha- change in the 
the winds. We stop. I've been traveling all day. I'm hungry. We stop at this little place. First off, they have like bar trivia. But, you know, bar trivia sounds fun, right? Like you're at a bar and they go, hey, um, which episode of Friends did uh, Phoebe do blah, blah, blah? Like a guy on stage or like you remember back in the day when BW3 would give you that little control pad and you could just do it by yourself and look at the TV screen? No, this was a dude with a headset, Mike. Like he was a motivational speaker. Gotcha. But there was like four people at the bar. They were about to close. They wanted to be done. Mm -hmm. But they were like, shit, technically you got in in time. Um, He has the headset, Mike. He's walking around asking questions about 80s music trivia whatever there's three people on the other side of the bar with super thick boston accents which i'm enjoying just listening to them um we're hungry we order a burger the burger's like 18 dollars or something stupid right so now i'm already like travel ben usually like when i'm with my kids i'm yes dad like whatever you want but yes means like mcdonald's Mm -hmm. chicken nuggets i don't want to be yes dad in boston or whatever you know what i mean Mm -hmm. maybe so we order this food we're hungry dying to eat you know, traveling's not that fun, right? So we sit down and say, "All right, let's have a good let's have a good day out of this. We'll finish this night out nice. We'll get burgers." Um, they bring out, and it was billed as like uh, I don't know what it was billed. It's Angus beef with whatever cheese and mushrooms and bacon. Oh, that sounds great! So we order. She gets a burger. I get a burger. We get a beer. Um, she first of all, she says, "Let me check if the kitchen's still open." That's bad sign. Bad sign, dude. That means you go, if they are, we're getting the drippings. And oh, not only that, if they've just cleaned up, these dudes are going to be uber pissed off that they have to refire up the grill they just cleaned, right? So yeah. they're not going to be doing that. Yeah. They're going to be, you're going to be, a Bic lighter will be how your hamburger patties thought out. Yeah, it's going to be on those, uh, what the, do you call the, those ra- little, the radiator. What do you call those little lights you put under like buffet trays? The, um, uh, yeah. Um, you know what I'm uh, yes, talking yeah, about, yeah. like I'll little tea light thingies or whatever. About, yeah, yeah. Um, Someone's yelling, cans. Yes. Someone's yelling cans. that. We heard you. So but they bring these plates out, and uh, she gets her burger. I get my burger. Dude, I open it. It's maybe a little bigger than a Wendy's burger. And mind you, this is like 18. You know, right. I'm not saying it's a city that, burger. I'm not saying that's crazy expensive, but like it's a Planet Hollywood. A good burger is 15 right. bucks now. Right? So say, I look at it. She opens her um, bun. There's a mushroom. It's a mushroom burger. She orders a burger with like mushroom provolone or whatever the hell on it. There's a singular mushroom on top of it. It got picked up the top of the garbage because the rest of it's been wiped <laughs> out. It's been <laughs> the fridge. So there's one mushroom on it. She has hers. I opened mine. I don't even remember what I ordered because I'm so blinded with fury. And and I'm just like, ah, oh, dude. And you know, like when you've been traveling all day and you're hungry, you want like some comfort food, mm-hmm. something. And I was like, this is... And then after you order two beers, I'm a hundred bucks in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. By the time you get your burgers, a couple beers, mm-hmm. whatever, I'm a hundred bucks in. And the only thing worse than being hungry is spending a hundred dollars on bad food. Mm-hmm. So it shows up. I go, ugh, whatever. I put stuff on it. I eat it anyway because I'm starving. She eats most of hers or some of hers. The lady comes up, and this is the reason I even brought this whole thing up. The lady comes up and goes, "How was your food?" Here's where I come out of. Uh, what, you, what did I, chrysalis? Mm-hmm. Here's where I emerge from the cocoon. <laughs> because I I look at her and she's me 10 years ago. She goes, oh, everything was fine. But I'm like, no, it wasn't. I can't do it this time. So, But I haven't fully converted to the dark side. So instead of going, this was trash, I went, um, you know, it's food. I go, ah, it's food. Or maybe I said, it's a burger. It's a burger. And she kind of was like, oh. And I didn't follow up. 
I didn't berate her any further, mm-hmm. but I was like, yes. She walks away, you know, and then she looks at me and she's like, why did you do that? Why did you say that? I go, because this is a really bad burger and it's also not cheap. It's a really bad, expensive burger and it's the end of the day. And I just, I had to tell her. She goes, well, you didn't have to start a thing. I go, no, no, I'm not starting a thing. <laughs> I'm just telling her the answer to the question. And by the way, she knew when she brought Sounds these Sounds like what I told you. Well, but she knew when she brought these out that they were trash. If she did, though, why would she ask you? Because that's what you do. Okay. That is code for, do you need anything else? Can I bring you a receipt? Gotcha. Would you like to leave? Gotcha. She's trying to get us to leave. Right. But she's like, how was all the food? And I'm just like, that's a crazy question. Because you, all three of us here know it's bad. It's not good. You know what I mean? Not only is it not good, it's it's, it's expensive. And now I'm angry. And, mm-hmm. and you know. Um, you know, that scene in Caddyshack has sort of poisoned me where Rodney Dangerfield says, tell the chef this is low-grade dog food. And they go back and the chef's like, you know, got the butcher knife and he's ready to come out and kill him. And people are having to hold him back. Yeah. And I think this is 2023 and nobody is that proud of a product that they've made. Yeah. People no. used to be like, that's some, of, that's yeah. some of my spaghetti. You don't talk about it, my noodles. There'd be way. like a, a movie where somebody would have a, a, you'd go to like a Ruth Chris and, and you'd see like the woman putting like ketchup on it. The dude would be like, Oh my God, like, what are you doing? This yeah. is insulting to the chef. Right. Or, you know what I mean? And right, nowadays right. it's like, nobody cares. There's zero people that take pride in anything. So the bottom line is how quickly did you think of that? In that moment, did you think of about the colossal, colossal nachos? nachos? Within a minute, did yeah. you tell her? I don't know. I don't. Oh, okay. I don't recall <laughs> if I told her. I don't know if I told. Her. I don't even know if she knows the colossal nacho story. But it was this moment. Does she where knows I go, the podcast exists. She does know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I just go like ten years ago. I would have been like the burger was fine. And I don't know if I'm right or wrong. That's what I was just going to ask. I you. don't know. Do you feel? But you obviously feel like. You're not ashamed that you did this, right? Not at all. No, not ashamed. I think I just know how long it takes me to make a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and I know how bad that food was. And there was a math, there was a Venn diagram where, like, you know, this this bubble is how long it takes you to make a hundred dollars, and this bubble is how bad that food. And if they cover too much, then I'm angry. Yeah, not that even angry, sense. but I was just like, man, I was thinking about that. How I told her that, and she was like, "That's rude. You shouldn't do that." And I go, "I, I, I get it. I'm not saying it's not rude, but also." How rude is it to lie? But okay, but so my thing is is in our situation with colossal nachos, we did not know. I did not know that the the <laughs> the waitress was actually also yeah. the the uh, the creator. The what do you, what would you call? It? What do they call it? What do they call it? A sandwich uh, artisan. Artist, yeah. <laughs> so she's a, a colossal nachos artist. Uh, but I doubled down once I found that out. It didn't stop me. But I would just say, like in this example is the like why should you assume the waitress is going to be offended by it you know what i mean i guess for me in pointing out that the food wasn't good it's not like i'm waving her down and i'm like ma'am i'm not paying for this 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 is not what i ordered but it's not like i'm not either Hmm. it's a subtle way of doing that very thing because well i think (laughs) when we talked about colossal nachos my thing was i wanted to get it wiped off the bill not because i i I was cheap, but I was like, this is garbage. And but you also, but also was, we ate but it But you all. ate the whole thing. Yeah, it didn't stop you. It's still my argument. Great point. Great point. But <laughs> I, I guess I'm saying in this scenario, yeah. if the lady was to say, well, you weren't happy with your burger? Let me take it off your bill. Would you be like, no, no. I would say you're still getting tipped on the value I think of the she, bill. I think but she would have said, no, don't do that. But what I'm saying is, is you still tip her based on the total, even when she removes the burger. 
So she's still made whole. Oh, but I would definitely like, well, so tip, what, I would tip more because I would be like, thank you for doing that. But, you get 10 bucks. So yeah. what's wrong with a telling, 10 bucks more? Do you feel good about paying for that burger? No. So would you have felt good if she's like, I'm going to take it off the bill because, you know, we really pride ourselves on our on our hamburger. But, but there's the a tacit agreement. There's the implicit understanding that we know she doesn't feel good about that burger. We know she doesn't care. The yeah. chefs know they, they don't, don't care. bring it to the table. I don't know. I mean, there has to be a point where she comes out of the kitchen and she goes like, I can't in good faith walk 40 feet and hand this guy this hamburger for $18. She she doesn't care. No, she's got mouths to feed. Well, yeah. then she also shouldn't care when she has to take it off the bill because it doesn't affect her. So what What I guess maybe listeners would weigh in on this. What is the most tactful way to say this is bad product? Um, I mean, not- I think it's, 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 another, it's time for another poll. Like, I, hey, is it right or wrong to correct a waitress on... If they ask you, if they've come to you and said, were you happy with your meal? Well, or how was it? Or was everything, did everything taste the way you wanted it to give them a... a, a but see, before it felt pious because we mowed through those <laughs> colossal nachos like nobody's business. We had probably. been drinking copious amounts of alcohol. Yeah, we smashed the nachos with no issue. And I didn't know they were bad until you exclaimed <laughs> they were bad. The burger, maybe that's the big difference. The burger, I immediately was like, they brought it to the table and I was like, this is trouble. <laughs> Like, this is bad news. You know, and I'm like, dude, I'm in Boston. It wasn't Boston. It was not Salem, but not Boston, about 40 minutes out. And I was like, man, like, maybe we'll find, like, a cool little old pub and get some. Well, I don't know. went to some college town. I forget which one. But uh, nothing was. There's a college town on a weekend, and nothing was open. It was the weirdest thing ever. But, but Except okay. for one little bar trivia pub. We're in the era of cancel culture. I mean, I think it's we're, we're coming down the other side of the hill. But my oh, thing I should have is, grabbed is like, her by the... No, oh, but what I'm saying is, is why can't you cancel bad service? Why are you wrong in canceling bad service and saying, like, I'm not going to stand for this? I identify as a customer, and I, I feel like this burger, I don't know what it identifies as. Incorrect. It's, I'll wh- tell you why. Is. Because we only cancel those who we deem above us on the food chain. And food service is close to the bottom of the food chain, so they can't mm. be canceled. It's like you, 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 okay, like, like left leaning, leaning people or, you know, woke people, whatever, whoever's the most underdog mm-hmm. ed group, that's the one that gets all the, 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 the kudos, right? Like any war or whatever, like whoever looks like they have less or suffering more, you go, that's the side I'm mm-hmm. on. Nobody goes like, look at these waitresses up on their Mount Pius. Like, that doesn't happen. So they're always going to win. Did you see the new Bill Burr movie? Yes. And? I, um, I mean, I don't need you to give a summary. I'm just like, and I'm, I'm I guess the reason I bring it up, because here, here again, this movie is based on just this, right? So mm. he's like the old crusty guy who's tired of dealing with woke culture and, yeah. you know, and so all kind of hilarity ensues. It's My wife said it was like, can't buy me. She, she was like, oh, this is a lot like can't buy me love. And I'm like, it is. It has threads of all kinds of different movies of, of that ilk, then yeah. peppered in on top of this this like woke, unwoke pendulum swinging both ways. It was like, pretty we're done in with your it. face. We're not done with it. it. To a point where it was a little well, uh, like with its mission statement was very upfront right away. Um, but then of course it did a one eighty and it did both sides, which was smart. Um, I thought it made me laugh and it was funny and I like anything Bill Burr does. Uh, I don't think I loved it, but I did. I did. Like it. There was good take. I don't. I did, the problem was the casting. Mm-hmm. I didn't care for the other people that were in the movie. Like <laughs> Any just, of them? 
Mm, who's that guy that played the g- <sighs> the black dude? No, nah, his voice his voice was so silky smooth, but I was like, it just took me out of the movie. He, he looks like, like a- Dave Chappelle, but more like. If he wasn't funny, more cool. Like, I don't know, more intimidating. Yeah. I don't know, whatever. No, I'm talking about the other guy. The guy who was um, in Master of None. He ended oh. up being the sexual uh Are you, t- are you talking predator. about the other male star, Bobby Bobby Cannavale? The dude from Third Watch? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah that's that's all. Yeah, he's the other th- one. Italian guy? Yeah, 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 yeah him. Yeah, yeah. I have a hard time You're not like, a fan? rooting for him. Yeah, yeah, I didn't love him. But um, he's but, a but Paul Blart like mall it. cop, bro. Oh yeah, I didn't he's the SWAT. Him. He's oh, you didn't see that either. I just know him from Master None, and he was a jerk in that okay. too. So like maybe I relate yeah. the two. No, but I liked it a lot. I mean, well, I didn't say a lot. Well, I, I so in watching this movie, I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of holes here. It's kind of you know, it, it's it's kind of corny, whatever. I but I did laugh at the obvious jokes and what you know. It I, didn't make me laugh, and that's kind of all I. Asked. I did take myself. Uh, I did tell myself like, hey, this is supposed to be stupid, so don't get all don't get all you know, worked up about the fact that this joke was kind of like an easy, you know what I mean? It's like, you could, you could, you could watch it and be like, I know what comes next and I know what comes next, but still you could be happy about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. With that, um, I was thinking about my wife is big time. Like she'll always be like, we should watch a horror movie. And then when we actually like come home, she's like, Oh, it's, it's, it's too late at night. It's too dark. There's always some excuse as to, I'm like, what, when else would be the perfect time to watch a horror movie? But then I started thinking to myself, because, okay, when I was watching this Bill Burr movie, why I brought it up was Bill Burr chose Katie Asselton. He directed it. So I'm assuming he chose her to be his wife in the movie. That yeah, was his she's from right? other things, right? I know her. Yeah, she's from The League, that show. Oh, that was, yeah. Okay, so she's she, good. She's yeah. good. I think she's appropriate for being Bill Burr's wife in this, like as far as looks-wise. I think that he didn't get crazy, and it's like, okay, I could see yeah. that being an appropriate match for he didn't him, do the physically. adam sandler move yeah where he's like i'm dating another uh latin superstar model which i also appreciate because that's before that it's the woody allen move right where woody allen only has like the hottest celebrity chicks that are 40 years younger than him but that's any the... movie where where salma hayek is adam sandler's wife i'm like what's going on but so so this this is the part that bothers me where i started thinking about i'm like how does an actor sit down if you're really conscious of, of yourself and trying to make the movie believable and that, so that's key, right? You have to have, that'll take someone right out of it. Like you're just saying like, nah, I'm not, I'm out. Yeah. So if you're an actor, how do you go about selecting who is going to be your wife in a movie and feel good about it without, without short selling yourself, but without shooting too high? I think you get an impartial crew of people let's say five to 10 people who don't know you or your comedy and go like rank this guy one to 10 Mm. on his good looks or bad looks. And we'll say also he's got some money. And if they go four, then you cast a six. Okay. But okay. So then in Hollywood, is there a, I would assume there is a ranking system, not just based on bankability of female stars, but also on a rating system on, you know, one through 10 physicality. You know what I'm saying? Like you there can't, it's almost like when you, you know, you win the first carnival prize, the first carnival thing. And they go, you could pick from the first shelf. And then if you do the thing again and you win again, you get to pick from the, you could turn that prize in and pick from the second shelf. Yeah. You got to so, get like, you have to get three bottles to get a Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. So th- that's what I'm asking you. Like at what point do, uh, like how, how is that, how is that figured out? 
Because my wife initially, when the when the movie started, she's like, "Oh, that 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 chick's way too hot for Bill Burr." And then as the movie went on, she's like, "Oh, I got a better look at her. She's kind of old looking, so like it's appropriate." And I'm like, "Jeez, I I wouldn't say she's way too well." But you got to understand, he he had a good business too. Yeah, he did. So he had like a good thing going. And he, he had a little and, bit of money, but he doesn't even in this movie. It doesn't even really show, like his comedy personality, his sense of humor wasn't. It was. They just showed him being the angry person, so that wasn't even part of the equation. He wasn't supposed to be a comic, right? That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, it, not even a comic, but like the jokes that he said that were me and you were laughing at as a viewer were not. She wasn't part of the, you know, the other characters. Yeah, in the yeah, movie I do know what you're. Yeah, I do know what you're saying. So he doesn't get to trade up and and and, and get a girl that's a, a six instead of a four because he's also really humorous. His, you know, his character. Right. She should have been a little less good look, but she wasn't. No, I think she was I thought it was appropriate, like, like, I was like just, you it, said. It started making me wonder how how this works in Hollywood. And obviously, if you were the director and the writer and you get to pick, you're the casting person, you pick who you want. Well, I think very rarely does somebody cast a woman lower than sure. them. Yeah. I will cite you Michael Chiklis's wife in The Shield. Mm-hmm. Corinne, yeah. I believe is her name. I don't remember the actress that plays her. But I remember when I meet her, I go... That makes sense. Yeah, she's appropriate, know, dude. Yeah, because there's like these chicks on the street. They're like, oh, uh, what's his name in the show again? Uh, Vic. Vic Mackey. Yeah, they're like, oh, Vic, like, I got to meet you in a hotel and get some of that. And I'm always like, what, dude? Like, for <laughs> that's the commish. Like, are you really? Like, he's wearing a tight shirt, but you understand there's wonderful breasts under that shirt I, that he's wearing. I also, you know what's funny about that is, is he lost some weight between the commish and the shield. Some, dude. Some. That, that's what, that was the key. <laughs> But he was really feeling high on himself, Dude, and he decided so to change what America believed was a hunk of a man by saying this is this is the th- that wasn't even a dad bod then. He that was, was like, like I'm athletic not a- Michael Chiklis. Yeah, he was like, I'm not as fat, and this shirt is tight. Thus, I'm a hot dude. Right. And I went nah. But he owned it. And and so he as a character, his character exuded that. He's like, I'm a bulldog. Then. Yeah. You know, bulldogs can be a little right. fat. Right. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, but right. we all went along with it. We're like, I guess Michael Chiklis is in pretty good shape. Yeah, well. For Michael Chiklis. He was beating up people in the street, yeah. and he was winning every fight. Well, so did Tank Abbott. Yeah, well, he was winning every fight, and so it's like, oh, I, it's part of, my, part of my brain would be like, oh, I guess he's not fat. I guess or at least he's tough enough where I can't call him fat. Well, but like, he, who am I to call this he's guy fat? Short, he's short and used to be fat. Right. And you want the world to believe he's like just killing supermodels, like you know. Um, but when I saw his wife, I that's why I thought of that when you said it because I was like, though. Oh, there you go, he got her when he was fat, yeah, yeah. So that makes perfect but sense. But I, I still feel like she was cute enough to where she was a, a move, a, she a wasn't TV bad star, looking. she's a celebrity, I like a Hollywood, say. not a Dude, celebrity. If I saw her in all, yes, I wouldn't think she was a movie star, but. I don't know. I think if you saw her in real life, you'd be like, she's better than the average looking person walking around because like she's, she's super on TV. Average. It added 10 pounds because of TV. I Michael like... Chiklis was actually thinner, but because of the TV camera, it looked like. Oh, he was a yeah. I didn't, I didn't consider that part. Yeah. But who else I... has an appropriate wife? An appropriate wife. Do you think Ray Romano's wife was appropriate? And... Yeah, I do. Well, she's, she's ugly pretty. as hell, dude. Yeah, but I well... thought Deborah was. Yeah, she's good looking, dude. But Kevin James and, and Leah Remini, it's the most ridiculous shit of all time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. Just the fact that he says Cologne, Oni, Own, when he says Cologne, I'm like, there's no way. And she's like a tough broad. I don't, th- what, what does he bring to the table, honestly? 
I feel like Liramini wants like a man to like bring in the table, like, like, like drop it in her hand. Like, like she wants like a, like I'm out. Uh, I'm she out. deserves better than Kevin James. Like she show. wants somebody who's out ripping gold chains off of people's yeah. necks. Yeah. And like, yeah. and like bringing home that kielbasa. And I, I don't feel like Kevin James is that guy. I mean, he may be, I don't know, but the character in this show, I feel like she deserved better. I just Did do Danny that. Tanner ever get a woman. Yeah. It was another woman that was on the news show that he was on. She was, was she the beautiful? other anchor. Yeah. Yeah, way better than. Uh, but he was famous though, so. Yeah, he was famous on the show. Yeah, Coach Lubbock shouldn't have. But like, okay, like Mike Brady and Carol Brady, perfect, fine. R- worked the Seavers, appropriate. Doctor Seaver and Mrs. Seaver, perfect. I, I would even argue that. Even Ke- better, family the Keatons, ties. The Keatons, the, that, dude. Yeah, yeah, dude. Elise would have because he's an architect. Come on. But he was. Weren't a they hippie, both he was a hippie architect. Yeah, I think so. But that 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 to me right think, there that couple right there might be the best matching. Oh no, better than that. Suited the Wonder Years, parents on the Wonder Years, the original Wonder Years. I don't remember. Oh what they my look like. god! I don't remember what they look like. Oh my god! Wasn't Jack their dad Arnold? like a hulking thing of a man? No, he was like older. No, he wasn't. I guess he because you probably watched it when it was age appropriate. You look, you thought yeah. he was yeah. Dan Laria, but I don't. He's probably like sixty to me. Yeah. He Dude, the parents in Stranger Things. Show. Every time I watch Netflix Stranger Things, I'm like, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> and I think that's on purpose. Yeah. There's like, there's this dopey dad with the hot mom. Yes. Eventually, who whatever. does aerobic or uh, what do you call it, jazzercise or that's, whatever. That's the most outlandish one. Yeah, I'm trying to think like so. Even uh, Sam and Diane, and then Sam and Rebecca equal. I don't. Patrick Duffy and Suzanne Summers. Yeah, he's a handsome. What son was of that bitch. one? Uh, uh, step, step by step. step. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like when they're appropriate. I don't like when they're far. I think TV's a lot more realistic than movies. Because now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, okay, Mr. Roper and Mrs. Roper. I mean, that's right. That's so right I'm th- on the and the lines of Adam Sandler, I'm thinking I got into I got really into a um Paul I got really into a Paul Thomas Anderson kick mm-hmm. recently because I started I watched um I watched There Will Be Blood and I was like, God damn, I love this movie so much. So I started watching. Um, and you saw Magnolia and you're like, I'm I love out. Magnolia. Oh, oh, terrible. I love it. I love There Will Be Blood. I watched, uh, what was the other damn one I watched? Um, but I ended up watching uh, Punch Drunk Love, which mm-hmm. is one of my faves of all time. What do you think about And I thought that one was very appropriate. He was super weird. I didn't understand why she was with him, but I went like. Never seen it. If we're, you've never seen no, Punch Drunk Love? No, because although, and I did. So, you might I hate saw, it, though. I saw Uncut Gems, and I was like, dude, Adam Sandler has chops. I like him in a serious role, but I never went back. Back then, I was like, I'm not going to watch Adam Sandler in a. A heroin dope sick because you wouldn't think. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't give him a chance. He's real good in it. Yeah, Re- like dude, watch that movie. He's. Re- I mean, just it's like I never saw Garden State because I was like, I hate Zach Braff's chin. Can't See, I never that. watched Scrubs. I only yeah. know him from Garden State and those stupid T-Mobile commercials. <laughs> but no, uh, no, that, that's a good couple. Him and the the, the other dude from uh, Scrubs. They're always paired up together. Alfonso Ribeiro? No, that's not Alfonso. <laughs> I like to think he is. I don't know the difference. I, I can't tell. No, but I got into a Paul Thomas Anderson jag, so then I started branching out, and uh, this is not germane to the conversation, but Hot Take, Gangs of New York, is a shit movie. It's not great. It's I think not it, good. It, I put it in that same category. Not as bad as Clockwork Orange. Dude, I made it 15 minutes. I was like, this is terrible. It sniffs its own farts a lot. So, dude, the costumes? Yeah. Okay, we're in a carnival? Like, I get it. It's of its time, and mm-hmm. it's doing a thing. Here's what bugged me about that movie. I watched about 10 minutes of it. I don't like in movies when they have 
clashes between two warring groups, mm-hmm. there's all these one-on-one battles. Mm-hmm. That is not right. That's not right. Real. It wouldn't happen like that. No. Like you just start swinging your axe, hitting whoever you can, right? right? But what they do is they break off into these one-on-ones, and then the the uh, Liam Neeson guy, DiCaprio's dad, mm-hmm. starts fighting with uh, the Bill the Butcher, Dan, Daniel D. Lewis. But everybody gives him room to do their fight. He loses, mm-hmm. and he's like, "That's it. Fight's over." Like you really think the other side's gonna be like, "Oh, our guy got killed. <laughs> I guess we're done." I mean, if you're afraid of what happens if you decide to continue, and then it's a complete like, well, now the gloves are off. I don't know. The gloves like, are no. super off already, dude. It's just complete. You just cha- keep, it's complete chaos. They're yeah. covered in blood. You yeah. just you just go right. And if your buddies are alive, and that's what I would do. I didn't like this. And he's like, oh, nobody touch him. Put coins on his eyes. Give him a good burial. Mm-hmm. This is this is dumb. <laughs> like I thought you guys hated each other so much you wanted to kill each other. All of a sudden, it's respeto. I don't believe it, dude. I am. You know, I love movies. So just for the equity part, I, I think that I'm trying to now think in my head like, okay, Edith and Archie, perfect. I Not bad. I can't even think. But of, see, he went down for that. She's down a notch or two from him. Yeah, I mean, he's no, annoying, but yeah. dude, come <laughs> he's on, annoying. Yes, dude, who would ever? A Gloria and Michael, perfect couple. They're both both annoying. It's fine, uh, but looks wise, you fine. know what I mean. I think I think I don't know. Just for me, TV does it right. Uh, I was just going to say Breaking Bad, though. Prestige TV. No, Walter Walter White would would, would never be with her unless he was a famous scientist. But she wasn't really, like, feeling herself until midway through the season. Still way better looking. Yeah. Dude, he wore, like, whiteies. Yeah. (laughs) It's not No ass, whitey tighties. I don't know, but when they met, he was kind of cool. He was, like, this hip scientist, though. Not that cool, bro. But a little bit. If, like, you're like, I'm working on these big formulas. Like, I'm going to make a lot of money. Yeah. Again, with the money. That's where, you know. But so anyway, I think I think TV overall does a better job because I think a lot of times in movies, even even in, in mob movies or what, it's these guys are always it's just sleazy Hollywood, dude. That's what it has to come down to, right? Because it's never mismatched the other way. It's always mismatched one way. Like it's a goblin troll of a dude and a hot chick. Well, not only that, but a TV series has to keep it up. They mm. have to keep it believable, and if it's Adam Sandler and so on. Well, and it goes on for years. And think about this. A movie only takes place over three months, right? A TV show, a woman gets older. And and I'm I'm just saying that whoa, usually whoa, careful, usually careful. dudes age more like a fine wine than the fairer sex. This Would you agree? Is, I think it's so sexist of you. <laughs> now, let's talk about who's the boss. Tony, a nine. Angela, a three. Tony's, it's a, not, Tony's a nine. Oh, Tony's handsome. He's a handsome. He's a, he's a, he's, maybe he's a seven. Maybe he's a seven. Let's go eight. Okay, let's go. Let's split the difference. But Angela, Angela, not good looking. Angela. Oh yeah. If you can make Alyssa Milano, you're a nine. They didn't make her. No. No. Oh, he just had her or something. He, no, it was his daughter. But he was just. Oh, the, she's he, down he to was a four. Just a housekeeper. She's down to four. Oh, even Bob Euchre and his wife on Mr. Belvedere. Perfect, perfect matching. Perfect, Bob Euchre. <laughs> I mean, she was no, she was no prize. She was good for Euchre. What is Bob Euchre? But Bob Euchre was a celebrity on that show. There it he, is. He, he, he. That's so you have to take that into account. So TV does it better. T- than TV movies. does it because TV has to stand up. They go. People have to believe this for twenty six episodes. In yeah. a movie, it's like, hey, give us ninety minutes. I just feel Adam Sandler's like, you know, Drew Barrymore's into me just for an hour. Writing is. 
I guess for, for TV, because you have to stretch it out, like it has to be a little bit more believable, a little bit more. There's a lot of holes that have to be filled. But, uh, oh, here's a perfect, another one, Peg Bundy and Al Bundy. Who, who, who wins, who loses on this? Peg Bundy's clearly hot. Al Bundy is a schlub. Well, I don't know about but, clearly but, hot. But, she's but, built like a hot rod, but she's but, a mess. But he, Dude, play, her face he is, plays to the brutal. audience where he... He makes jokes at her expense, like like he's taking a step down when he's yeah. clearly a loser, which is why it's funny. Which is a winner move. Yeah, definitely. Keep beating them down. Make sure they don't know. Make sure they don't know what the um, score is. But then I was thinking, so no, but she's built like crazy. Yeah, but her face is not so good. So I don't know. So, I think younger. She. I no, think she, dude, was, she, she looks was, like Miss Piggy. Oh. She one hundred percent looks like Miss Piggy. No, we're gonna so, have to do another poll. <laughs> she looks like Miss Piggy because my aunt used to go. We used to watch uh, that once in a while when I was at her house. My aunt Kathy, because I didn't have cable, even though it was on Fox, I still wasn't allowed to watch it. Mm. But like my aunt used to always go like, boy. if there was something you weren't supposed to be watching, that was it. Right? <laughs> my my aunt used to always go like, boy, if I could have a body like hers, you know. Oh, definitely. But nobody ever went, boy, I wish my face looked like Peg Bundy's. Oh, so you know what? Now that I think about Marcy, Marcy, the neighbor, both both of her husbands, Jefferson and Steve, were both good looking. looking. Both good looking. So that's the one time that I can think of off the top of my head where the woman is not as good looking and the dudes are good looking. But it's for obvious reasons, right? Yeah. They had to have her. Did they ever show Columbo's wife? I don't know. She had a, they had to like miss Columbo. But what, so I started thinking. Of, I got even crazier because I started thinking about horror movies, and I'm like, you know, they really don't flesh these things out good enough. Because okay, Freddy, he operates in the ethos. He's in your dreams. Hmm. So when you're awake, we don't go like, what's Freddy doing while I'm awake? Like, what's he up to? He just doesn't exist until you dream, right? Right. That makes sense. I, th- I think so. And the same with Pinhead and the same with these other people who exist on a different plane in a different time in a different, you know, on a different uh, world. But what about Jason Voorhees? He is a living, breathing human. I, I don't, right? I don't know if he's living. I mean, he's like... Is he not? Dead. He's living dead. Or okay, but okay, but where is he? I'm when nitpicking. Yeah, but he's walking around all days, all hours of the night. And where then, is he during the day? How come nobody stumbled across this dude? And I know people are gonna be like, I if you've never seen, seen it, he is a, he is a. I haven't but seen enough of the movies. Does he slay during the when day? When he's not killing people, what does he do? In his downtime? Yeah. I does he, he? I think he has a whetstone. Where does he poop? What does he eat? What's his favorite? You know, what's his favorite cereal? What's I don't. Think I'm not he saying poops. they need to go into all that. He does poop, dude. He doesn't eat. How do you know? I mean, he's just isn't he fueled on hate? I don't know. I don't know enough about him. If he this, did, I'm speaking ignorantly, but I'm just saying, like, I'm thinking about why haven't they ironed that out? Like, okay, if if he, let's just say they had him and he's in an insane asylum. It's like an intermission. He breaks out. He kills some people. The cops arrest him. He goes back in the insane asylum. We don't have to account for his downtime because we just assume he's doing, he's sitting there staring at a wall or yeah. he's in one of those group sessions where they're asking him about his feelings. But <laughs> he's not out on his own. Jason, I mean, now I know you grunted. <laughs> right. When we all asked the group to participate, and we've all agreed we're going to participate, uh, you made a grunting sound. Can you say more about that? (laughs) Okay, perfect. Another example, RoboCop. When RoboCop is not working, he's charging. He's back in a charging stand. Does he charge? Yeah. I forgot. And they download the information off of him, and that's how they're able to to see where he was and what he's done and update him and upgrade him and all that good stuff. But 
this is where movies fall short. He's like, short. have you guys played Call of Duty? <laughs> <laughs> I just wonder. Um, I I often thought this would be a good way, a good podcast to have, and maybe I'm completely wrong. I think we talked about the very first thing that me and Nick, when we were first doing the podcast long, long ago, we were like, wouldn't it be great to do a podcast talking about stuff like who – what did John McClane have to do the day after everything went down? Right. So he's there, he goes home and his wife and they spend Christmas morning together. Yeah. No, they don't. No, they don't. Because he's going to be at LAPD downtown explaining exactly what happened, identifying who the people were. He's going to have to get checked out at the hospital. Then he's not just going home with his wife. When There's so Al many. Powell re- shoot, you know what I mean? Like There's so many reports to write. Yeah. Okay, and then you have to find out, did he violate any of his own department policies and procedures because he's operating out in Los Angeles? Yeah. Um, You know what I'm saying? Are they willing to overlook his transgressions because of his big fish that he caught? Or did they not like him before Nakatoma Plaza got undertaken? And were they like, we were looking for something to get you on? And here it is. You're supposed to wear shoes at work. Who's responsible? Okay, Hans Gruber's dead. So who's paying to re- to repair Nakatomi? Who who's this fall on? The insurance company? For sure. Okay. But then does the insurance company, you know how they do, where they're like, "Well, we'll pay for it if we find out that nobody was negligent in the activity they were involved yeah. in." Now, a police L- a certified police officer knew that there was explosives? Yeah. And didn't even notify he the authorities properly. He could have waited waited for the for the correct people to handle it the correct way, get everybody out peacefully, but no. There's dead people all over the place. And Alice tried to do the right thing, bring John down, hand him over, let this whole thing go peacefully, and he died as a result of it. So is there a wrong... Bubby. Is there a wrongful death suit against John by Alice's family? Is... Do they have... Do they... uh, Is it actionable? Yeah. I mean, he was... What capacity was he acting in? And did did his actions... Is that that drug test going to come back? I don't. I mean, they do that back in those days. Everybody in the eighties is on cocaine. You have to swab the walls, (laughs) (laughs) for sure. But you know what I'm saying? Like that guy tried to negotiate. He's negotiated bigger deals for breakfast. Yeah. So John McLean is just like, yeah, I'm going to turn my radio. Ellis, I'm not. I don't know who you are. Just no, you know. See, dude, this is very, very reminiscent of a conversation I had this week with my girlfriend, who said she was talking about how. I can't remember. I don't know if she said it was specifically at me, but she's like, it's funny how people have like a mental hard drive. You you just listed off two minutes worth of detailed facts about Die Hard 1, which came out in what, 88? Probably 89. Okay. <laughs> Another fact. <laughs> um, but then it'll be like, hey, you go to Aldi. You were supposed to get three things, and it's hard to remember them. Right. She wasn't like coming out down on me, saying like mm. you can't remember stuff. She, but, but every once in a while she'd be like, "What's that from?" And I'm like, "Oh, that's from a Looney Tunes cartoon that I saw once. It came out in 1939. Right. It was actually before Bugs Bunny. It was Porky Pig and a Scarecrow." And he said, mm, "Nice material." And me and my brothers have been saying that since 1986. And she'd be like, "God, the stuff you have like on your hard drive, mm. and not just me, but like, I think it's a dude thing." Specifically, I think it might be too. If you polled like men and women, and who would know more movie quotes and more um, trivia things that don't make you money? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think men hold on to those things. 
and I don't know why, but like I remember the theme to the Bobbleys bubblegum commercial from like third grade. But then someone will go like, "All right, um, Bobbleys, bubble, doesn't it have like bobble, a Bobbleys, bobble, bobble?" See, <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. bonking around in yeah. yours somewhere, yeah. and that's the you thing. You unlocked it. But then I'll go to work. I had a meeting with my my shrink today at four thirty. He texts me at four forty. He's like, "Hey, we have a meeting today," and I was like, "Oh, right." Couldn't remember that, mm-hmm. but I specifically remember what the crow was wearing in a 1939 cartoon that I saw. Mm. So like what dictates what's saved to the hard drive. And I think a lot of it is youth. Everything's new. And so you mm. go like, Oh my God, that bugs bunny joke was so funny. Cause I've never heard or one pure before. saturation because I think girls are, are doing more creative things when boys are watching this same uh, Muppet babies cartoon over. We're like, you know, it's coming on Muppet and you're like, babies. I could get up and walk away or I could just say the words before the characters say them. That'd be funner. Like, I watched The Breakfast Club probably 75 times. I mean, all, all the way through. And, like, that's not when I caught it on TV. That's when I started it on oh, a VHS geez. tape and watched it all the way through. And me, my brother, my sister, my cousins, we would watch it uh, on any family holiday. And we would all just say the words. It's ridiculous. But I mean, I'll say things all the time and she'll go, um, what? What was that? And my instinct is just to go, it's nothing. It doesn't need a, uh, what do you call that? Like praise chorus? Like, what do mm-hmm. you call that? Like when in, in Catholic church, well, I don't know. <laughs> but like when you say something and they say it back, like call and call mm-hmm. an answer or mm-hmm. repeat or whatever. Like, uh-huh. yeah. When they're like, you know, like, uh, you've been watching too many Looney Tunes and the Lord said it was good. So, like, I'll say things and they don't require response. They're just involuntary things that I throw out. Mm -hmm. And it's just weird. I just wonder, I think you're right about more men than women. Um, The things that we save on our hard drive, uh, maybe there is no Ben, have you ever heard, even when it was popular, a girl go, what's up? And another girl go, what's up? No, never. I don't know. Never. No. Never. Most girls don't go, my what? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, never nice. heard it. Never heard it. Even though it's a funny line, they're like, it's funny. I'm moving on from it. I don't need to say it again. They're like, it's funny, but it doesn't matter. Right. And guys go, that's it's funny. That that's why it matters. <laughs> it's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of funny, I don't know how we are on time. Uh, We got some time. Okay, we're good. Okay, why? Because I got jokes. Uh, some news-related jokes? I mean, I pulled them off the headlines. Okay. But I don't know where we're at. Okay. Like, I don't know how much time we got. We, can just... we got time. Four jokes? Yeah, go ahead. I'll give you one first. Are you setting me up again? No. Okay. I would never set you <clears throat> up, dude. Disney celebrates its 100-year anniversary this year. Disney reports that Magic... <laughs> Disney reports that the Magic Kingdom has received over 21 million visitors to the Magic Kingdom, making it America's spot to get COVID most magical. What? Uh, well, I wrote that in pencil. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me. You what, gotta do it again. Okay. And it's most magical place to get COVID. Disney reports that Magic the Magic Kingdom has received over 21 million visitors making it America's spot to get COVID most magical. What the hell, dude? Let me see that. Hold on. You can edit this. It goes, making it America's most magical spot to get COVID. That's how you got to read it. Most, But magical. then you put most magical. Oh, yeah, because I edited it. I read this after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, do we read it again? again? Yep. D- 
Disney celebrates its 100-year anniversary this year. Disney reports the Magic Kingdom has received 21 million visitors to the Magic Kingdom, making it America's most magical spot to get COVID. There it is. That's topical. (laughs) According to an article in the Chicago Tribune, cursive is becoming obsolete in America. Experts are saying that it's a clue to the decrease in... I can't finish this joke because it's all... All I can see is a bunch of loops and swirls on the page. (laughs) Oh, that's another another Disney joke. Okay. I wrote it twice. International international Action website... Is it ProStop? Yep. ProStop? ProStop. International... Prop Store. Auction. International Auction website, Prop Store is auctioning off the head to Star Wars character C-3PO, hoping to get an estimated $1.2 million. Experts are also saying that for the estimated for estimated $60, you can get a guy dressed as C-3PO to give you head at the... <laughs> All right. Today marks 22 days that the Republican House of Representatives has been without a Speaker of the House. Former Speaker McCarthy says that it's important to get the pick right, claiming that it's imperative that the House takes their time to make sure that they get the most douchebaggy, dishonest windbag possible. <laughs> All right, that's political. Here you go. All right. I'm not erasing any of this, just so you know. <laughs> this week, Amazon says it will start testing its drone delivery prescription service. This way, blue pills can still be delivered to men who can't get their dicks or legs off. <laughs> Dude, right, why is bad. everything a, a wiener joke? I don't know. It's just how it goes. A study at Yale this week shows that junk food can be as addictive as narcotic drugs. This prompted Doritos to unveil its newest flavor, Crystal Meth Cool Ranch. <laughs> I, I, all right. All right. This is, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through this. This week, Post-Tribune's Paul Sullivan states that Philly slugger, former Cub slugger, Kyle Schwarber has been great in the postseason. He will never be named, he will never be named Mr. October as the moniker is held by Reggie Jackson. Sullivan did note that the go, that the goatee wearing, Sullivan did note that the goatee-wearing beefcake swinging the big wood can make a different calendar as Mr. August. <laughs> all right, Dave. All right. You know, I don't know. Uh, that's a garbage one. You could throw that one away. That's okay. Oh, that's boy. That's this week's jokes. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another thing I found funny I like writing week, jokes. Which, you know, I would be calling you if, if I felt it was politically correct was uh, you can't People don't get the, uh, you know, talking about references, people don't get the, the quirky reference. When I say it to you, you know exactly what I'm saying. Uh, life goes on or whatever? Well, yeah, but if I say quirky, yeah, you, you know. You are worded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, it's, it's the same. I mean, someone with, is disaffected with a Down syndrome. Yeah. Or just, I, I don't know, I would just say special needs, period, although that was pretty specific. Mm-hmm. But I, think, I think he had Down syndrome. I don't know if I touched on this before. We talked about this at some point before on the podcast in history. Uh, but I also find it in, even it was the, it was the eighties, but so insensitive to name the character Corky, you know? Why? I don't know. Because I feel like it's it's, so playful. No, I feel like Like if he was like, it's one of the, what's, what's, what's like onomatopoeia in a way, you know That's like when like bang, zoom, pow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know what you're getting, right? Okay. Okay. I feel like that's pretty insensitive to do. And uh, when we You're say saying that, he resembles a cork in some way. No, what I'm saying is, is when we talk a lot about like how uh, like marriage with children could never be made. 
I feel like if that show was to be made, which is a perfectly fine show, right? It was about a, a family with a son that had Down syndrome that was just uh, actually you know, good to, doing to things. It was good to broach the topic and show that they can still have we've, feelings and stuff. Dude, we've literally turned our back on Down syndrome as a country. We don't talk about it. It's, it's not. Now we, we have? Yeah. I mean, when's the last time you saw a movie or a character with Down syndrome? We focused on transgender and left the Down syndrome out. But. Or did we just go like, they're good now? Like I watched I, Down with Love on Netflix. I don't it's, know what that is. Dude, but I'm assuming that it's a dude. It's, it's wait. People, is it a dating show with two people with Down syndrome? Is it like The Bachelor with Down syndrome? It's correct. It's correct. I don't. I don't want to react to well, that. I don't, I don't like your face. I just. It's no. It's actually. It's actually the most heartwarming show. Dude, there's there's a dude on there that speaks like four languages, does photography and writes poetry. Yeah, and he's got Down. How does it make you feel, dude? Well, uh. You know, I don't, I can't, I don't have the words to explain. And no, it, and he I, does. I watched this. I was like, I would date this guy. Mm-hmm. He's amazing, but he hasn't got a crack at it. You know, at the dating scene. So the problem is, he's so, he's so hopeful. I just and yearning understand. for love that the first girl that comes okay. his way, he's like, I want to marry you. It is a sweet notion, right? And the idea Dude, is it's sweet, so heartwarming. But I will tell you that the people that put this together had ulterior motives. Mm? They're they're not they're not trying to find love for somebody with with Down syndrome. And you're exploiting him. Absolutely, absolutely. It's so like they're they're super it's like the, adorable. How, what Howard used to do. I watch it with my kids. They're super adorable. Like, does anybody think that any of the whack packers on Howard were like people that he that he was like loving and respecting and trying to like you know put a light? Is that on? the dude with the um the small head? I mean, there was a ton. Beetlejuice. Yeah, there, I mean, there was my tons favorite. of them. I only know Beetlejuice. I think maybe some other ones. Hank the Angry Drunken Dwarf. Nah, Adam, I, I miss so much Adam. the Howard Stern. I mean, but but everybody has a name that's specifically to whatever their ailment is. Well, you know I remember I mean? Cowboy Ray from Manco, who mm-hmm. was my favorite. I don't. I'm not familiar. He was a bit affected, and he would come on the show. I don't. He wasn't Downs, but he was like. Um, he had, you know, something mm-hmm. he was maybe on a different bus. I'm not sure he had something, but he like loved juice Newton and was always looking for love <laughs> and he would have him on the show all the time. And, uh, but, but he, he wasn't was great. He, although that he may have had an affinity for that person. I feel like obviously we're, we're, we're doing that for a purpose, right? Everybody's having a laugh at their expense, but you, you but weren't you, listening to the radio and going, Oh, you but were you, laughing, but you they, could watch Down with Love and be like, you know what? Okay, but we're saying that's. I di- felt you're, bad about you were agreeing that that's different. What yes. Man Cow and Howard Stern were doing is different Expl- from in your opinion. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you sure. don't think this there's is a difference? Yeah, there's a difference. You for don't sure, think this is between the whack pack and Down with Love? No. Yeah. Okay, and I'm saying you don't think Down with Love that that's the ulterior motive. No, they're you not. They're not on as like carnival entertainment in there's, some boardroom somewhere. Someone's like, well, let's do a play on The Bachelor. But let's use people with Down syndrome. Can you imagine in a world where that gets pitched with any hint of sarcasm? Where I you don't, don't get understand fired how right it gets, away? How, okay, I'm okay with it being the case. But who's the audience? Other people with Down syndrome or you and me? That's the crazy part. It's like, who, who's this for? Is it for us to go, hey, they should get a shot at love too? I think but, it's... But, but hold on. It's like when they have The Bachelor, and I'm just because my wife watches it, and there's always the bachelor, really? when they have The Bachelorette, dude, really, almost every single time it's a white bachelorette, and there may be one or two still black or brown people peppered in, but the majority of the other the bachelors for her or historically that show's are still white. super white. 
Yeah, for the most part. I think it's it's getting that way. I've you never know. seen an episode, but I, I can't imagine that a primetime show would be. But like they all never white. put somebody with Down syndrome on there as a potential suitor. No. You know what I mean? They, there's very rarely anybody who's Asian on that show who's a potential suitor. I'm not I'm not drawing a line between those two. I'm just, right. I'm just you're pointing noticing, out. You're noticing. I, I was that just they pointing haven't. out they don't have a person in a wheelchair. They don't have a per, a blind person, a deaf person. Um, from well, I think you want a stereotypical catch. And, okay, and, and that probably comes without. So uh, who's the audience? Disabilities. So you're not because okay. So this the whole reason the Disney princess thing is is like we're we're diversifying because yeah we want kids to be able to see themselves in these Disney. Movies. When are they going to have a fat princess? I think maybe. They I don't mean know. like a little bit. I don't mean yeah, like, Lilo mean like Lizzo. I mean, I mean like Lizzo, but she's like, oh, I'm still beautiful. And then we're like, because that's when I want society. That's when you have to. That's like the where the rubber hits the road, right? Mm-hmm. Like, are your girls dressing up as her? No. How come? <laughs> and if they do, is that is that offensive? Because no, if they're I having mean, to add stuff to their costume in order to be. Well, we say it's okay person. to be that way, but up to what point, right? <laughs> I guess my going back to this whole, Sorry, this whole no, but the the Down syndrome bachelor. <laughs> Who's the audience for the regular bachelor? <laughs> That's going to be a great right? show, by the way. Average everyday Joe for Down with Love for re- no for regular bachelor. Okay, they're not gearing it toward. They're not saying well. There's we some also women want- on that show that I would argue are Downsy, but I, what I'm saying is, is they're not saying like, hey, we need to get that demographic. We need to get the special needs demographic, and we're 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 leaving them out. So now they've created a show where special needs bachelors have the potential to find love with special needs bachelorettes, right? Correct. Do they ever? Do they pepper in some? Some break, break some some people without Pepper down, people without Down syndrome, and there is a potential bachelorette for this guy. Um, no, why they, they? I think because I think people want to find their peers. Says they're, who? They're, you don't think a guy with Down syndrome would be like, bro? I can date outside my pool. I think the rate of success is so low that it would be sad television. I'm just saying, there's a there's a pot for every lid. There there, you don't think there's women out there who literally who are like I'm attracted to. There's dudes on Kennedy people. Avenue in You don't Hestel. think there's there's little people dudes who are like I would love a full size woman. There absolutely are. I, as a matter of fact, not, I think right? they probably right would prefer. Well, I don't know. But I'm just saying, like, well, they're probably watching movies and stuff. And so like, why wouldn't that looks why like wouldn't that. a person with uh, special needs want someone without special needs to be his partner? To help me along the I way. Think in Why do I want another person with special needs? Is going to make life difficult. I think the proof is in the name. Because if you have special needs, you require special needs. And a regular person cannot meet them. But a regular person could take over First of all, all the duties that your mom you and dad regular. do, bro. And now you have someone that you could finally move out. Because there's a responsible person that's able to function that could help you. You're like, I want someone who's and pretty. You. Someone who, who has a stable job. Yes. Good with kids. Yes. Uh, I hope they stop there. Laundry. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair, but fair is a man-made construct. Like, I, I have not. I can't believe they don't have like a because now they have what's called the Golden Bachelor. Apparently, my daughter was and my wife were watching this. It's, Has she indoctrinated your daughter into yes. watching? Ter- oh. Only, only the Golden Bachelor though, because it's like 60 year old or 70 year old bachelor and bachelorettes. 
The dude is Gross, older. Dude, really? That's <laughs> yeah. a thing. And my wife was laughing. I'd she's sooner like, watch Down with Love. I was laying in bed. She goes, "Watch this." And there was a lady, one of the the, the bachelorettes, or one of the he's the bachelor. So one of the one of the women was explaining to him how she felt slighted and, and didn't understand why he didn't like hers. And my wife's like, so at 70, they're still tre- they're acting like a 20-year-old woman? Same like, shit. It's, it's, it doesn't change. Yeah. That's the craziest like, I just part. don't feel like you're paying attention enough to me. And yeah. It's like, you've had 70 years that people pay attention to But the to whole point is, is that how this about dude's going to date chill out all, and watch Matlock. all 15 girls, and then he's going to whittle that number down. So for you to go like... I thought we had a connection. He's like, yeah, but that's not how the show works. I have to at least uh, try to have a connection with 15 people and then figure out which ones get rid of a couple of I really week. think that those shows are the worst thing ever. Oh, and, for sure. And they just keep... It's the most anti-woke thing ever, right? You would think. It's on prime time. It's like, hey, so you got a dude. Use these women. They're all going to give themselves to you in any way, Hope you know, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and whichever one you feel like you like the most on this TV show, uh, you get to keep her. <laughs> it sets women's rights back. Yeah. No, I it mean, does. Jesus Christ. I mean, yeah. The women fought for suffrage and then Bachelor is on. And but imagine like, if you peppered in a couple of other people in the regular pool. Because I mm-hmm. used to tell my wife, and, and this isn't my decision, but I'd be like, oh, there's a white Bachelorette. They're going to keep, she's going to keep the black bachelor or the, she's going to keep the bachelors of color around a couple weeks. So totally. she doesn't seem racist, so close to the end. but they will not make it to the end. And lo and behold, that's 99% of the time. That's what happened. And I don't know if that's by design of the, who knows if behind the scenes the directors are being like, Hey, this is the guy you're going to choose in the end. Cause it makes, well, he's but the best character. Not only that, but it's not like it's not a racist thing to be like I'm attracted to the people that are like me. Right. And that doesn't mean I mean that means temperament, that means you know what I mean like yeah. all the things. So like you know I know a, like a handful of Greek people and it's like I'm going to marry a Greek person. Not cuz they're like some crazy they're just like that's where I'm from, that's what we do, it's what mm-hmm. I like. So like to for them to be like we're just going to put one of each on <laughs> on the day as and you got to pick, they're going to go I I mean I've kind of been bred to like what's there may yeah. be a super handsome person that doesn't have the same skin color as me, and I may even want that person. But by and large, well, they got to put a Greek five and then like a a Russian nine to to, to really pull you away from what yeah. you would normally make go it a for. hard choice. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, they should do it. I don't know. Well, I think either you should, way, I think you should wash down for love. It's very sweet. All right. Well, that is episode three zero three of the Heyman Man podcast. We will see you next time. Later.
Still my heart